0: Hey Geekscape, it's Jonathan and Rufus here. Just wanted to remind everybody to vote in the 2010 Geekscape Awards. All of the details are up on the website. You can vote for best co-host, best movie, best video game. It's really up to you guys. So go to the Geekscape website. Voting ends at midnight on December 31st, Pacific Standard Time. So get the votes in. Tell us what you loved in 2010, both on Geekscape and in the Geekscape. And uh, we'll tally all the votes and let you guys know what you thought in a 2011 episode. What do you think of that, Rufus? Should they vote for you? Enjoy the episode. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to episode 192 of Geekscape. If you've been listening from the beginning, this is like our fourth anniversary of Geekscape. We started this show in December of 2006. Well, 1996, I shouldn't even be here anymore. But in 2006, on Christmas, we gave you guys a fresh episode Um, Thank you guys if you've been with us uh, since then. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to talk movies, video games, and comic books. Uh, My name is Jonathan London. I'm joined every week by a special guest, and we pretty much cover the latest reviews and news. And I try and get a guest who is informative about movies, video games, comic books, or all three. It's Geekscape. We're just going to talk. My guest this week is Ahmed Best. He's an actor hello and hey Ahmed welcome to the couch welcome to the couch grew up in New York City Um, what was your formative training as an actor like you
1: started out I actually started out really young um, doing plays around New York and Mm -hmm. you know of course in every high school thing every junior high school thing and then um, once I got out of school uh, I moved back to New York and I went to Manhattan School of Music Mm -hmm. and all the while, while I was going to Manhattan School of Music, I would do a play here and play there um, in, in various off-roadway settings in New York City. And then um, once I left Manhattan School, I auditioned for Stomp. And mm. I got Stomp, and I was in Stomp for off and on for about 10 years. And Stomp and, was huge. Stomp was an entire... Stomp it's, is, a, is. It's a movement, Stomp, yeah. you know? There's movement in the movement. It, it doesn't end. And it's such a great show because people can cycle in cycle out mm-hmm. in the show Still retains because its the, the sound
0: and the music is the star of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I've never seen Stomp, but it, it, <clears throat> I mean, it's basically you're watching this. Just this phenomenon of sound happening. Yeah, right? it's,
1: it's pretty much a, a, a journey in, in sonic communication, uh-huh. really. You know, you're really learning how to communicate to one another through objects that you would use every day. But, I mean, and the attachment, this yeah. is what we know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they've kind of coined a phrase nowadays, and they call it found object percussion, but stomp is a little bit more than that. You know, stomp is really more about the communication through the found art and percussion rather than just playing on garbage cans thought of that two guys (laughs) from um, Brighton England Uh uh-huh Luke Cresswell and Steve McNicholas they came up with the idea because they were like street performers.
0: Like they drop something, you
1: know? They were street performers. Yeah. Okay, so
0: they they worked with what, and you still see that in the New York subway. Like you still yeah. see it in the New York exactly. subway exactly. people doing that. You know? Yeah,
1: they had a band called Pookie burger which was kind of a why didn't uh, that get big? Yeah, <laughs> maybe people couldn't say Pookie Burger. <laughs> but it was kind of a band where it was like a hodgepodge of different instruments, and they would get on the street and play bongos and violins and stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't catching on until one day Luke brought out uh, a trash bin. And then a bunch of people that they knew who were percussionists came along, and then they carved a show out of it, um, and then it became stop. Stop. And they have a new show now called Pandemonium, which is more like an orchestra, uh-huh. but it's found objects turned into orchestral instruments. So you got strings in there and everything—strings and horns and 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 of course percussion. But it's the same kind of thing: glass, um, uh, glasses like wine glasses. You know how people play wine glasses, and they use. Uh, different types of of metals and plastics to make marimbas and xylophones. You gonna get in that. on that? Um... You know, do they, it like alumni they thing? do it, I would love to, but they do it so infrequently that I... I yeah. just yeah. don't know when I could, you know. Any right.
2: Vuvuzelas? Uh, the uh, couple vuvuzelas. Yes. Are you serious? The, is that
0: the B thing from the, the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Couple vuvuzelas. <laughs> wow. Um, and then we, we we know you. The geeks know you as, as the person who played Jar Jar Binks in yes. the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was that process like? Because here you are doing like theater in New York, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're going to go from theater to the biggest blockbuster franchise in the history of film, and that must yeah. have been like it was kind of strange. It's Like you're abducted by
1: aliens. Like all of a sudden your life just goes. Whew, yeah, it was nuts. I was doing stomp in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, Robin Gerland, who casted Star Wars, the mm-hmm. first three, first
3: two,
1: mm-hmm. um, she j- happened to be at the show that night, and she was like, "I want you to audition." So oh, okay, what was that like? I mean, it was a bit surreal, you yeah. know, because she was like, oh, "Come up to Skywalker Ranch and audition." And you had to uh-huh. sign
0: all sorts of forms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was
1: very much, very NDA, very, you know, couldn't yeah. I, But everybody was so incredibly friendly when mm-hmm. I got there, you they know They must have mean? been
0: it so excited, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, as I don't excited, know if they were as, excited as, well, as, 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 it as I, I was. was
1: geeks were, because we're all
0: sitting here going, I mean, were you a geek going into it and you were just like... Of course. You were just losing it. You were like, oh my God, I, 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 what's yeah, happening? I, you explode.
1: know, there's a lot of it about, a lot of it was me trying to get a job. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because I didn't want to mess it up. But, yeah, I was... Blown away by it. By the time my third audition came around, I was um, at Industrial Lights and Magic, and that's the first time I met George. And um, when he walked in, I was like, "Okay, this shit is real." Wow. You know, it got it got really real at that point. Did so.
2: you know when you started the audition process that you were auditioning for a digital no, character? No idea.
1: Um, They didn't let me know anything really. I didn't know. I really didn't know anything until I had gotten the job, and they flew me to London for costume fittings. That's when they gave me pictures of the character and told me what was going to happen, and told me that it was something that had never been done before. That George wanted to try. That your face wasn't going to be in the film, or like, like
0: you weren't bummed that they were going to like cover you up or anything like that. Or I mean, as a as a theater actor though, you must have think that your training put you in a position where you well, it was it
1: was it was. I I really enjoyed the process of it, mm-hmm. and I think any actor, regardless of medium, the reason why you become an actor not only is for the loud of the audience, but yeah. the process, like you really enjoy the process. And, you know, my father is a cinematographer, and I remember being on, like, independent sets growing up in New York, and the thing that really... Uh, excited me about being on those sets was seeing the process. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all the things kind of coming together and happening. And the fact that George trusted me with this thing that was going to be brown, groundbreaking kind it of took like away. It wasn't like you'd been in
0: the film. It wasn't like, yeah. I mean. I mean, it's a big. it was yeah. a big
1: responsibility for me. You know what I mean? And I was just trying not to mess it up. If anything like an
0: actor with an ego might have been like, "Wait, you're going to cover me in a CGI? Like I am am a star. Like why would you? Yeah, like, this isn't a Pixar movie. Like yeah, I'm gonna be the one know, guy you I can't. know, I had see. no
1: film credits really. No ego. Before yeah. and and I was happy to be there. And you know, I'm a kid from the South Bronx. Right. All of a sudden I'm in Star Wars. So it's crazy. There's nothing to be
0: upset about. Now what do you think And then we'll start talking about Like Tron and all this Because I think Tron Legacy is the movie That we're reviewing this week I went to see it yesterday And and I think it it, it works Because As as much as people slam On the the prequels right The thing with it is The Jar Jar character Everybody gave so much credit To Gollum Yeah When Gollum came out They were like Oh my god Gollum Gollum But that stuff that you guys Were doing in the prequels Yeah Five years earlier Six years earlier Seven years earlier Mm -hmm. Your character was the precursor of Gollum and the technology was there, and yeah. then you see Avatar. Oh my God, Avatar is so amazing! But yeah. like as much as people hate on the Jar Jar Binks, and we'll talk about like your like how much you want to probably beat up thirteen-year-olds. Uh, like I, the
2: thirteen-year-olds like they it. They actually like. Oh, they like it. you. My You, 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 you
0: want to beat up like the people like my age who are like,
2: "Why did you lose this to us? Oh,
0: <laughs> you took my childhood and knifed it all." Yeah, exactly. But uh, you've got. Um, but, I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due, and this Jar Jar thing was the precursor to a lot of this.
1: Yeah, you know, Jar Jar is kind of the grandfather of all of those characters, and, you know, Gollum got nominated for an Oscar.
0: Yeah, where's your Oscar? I mean, that's the shit right there. It's like, where's... Come on. Wake up <laughs> out there. Wake up out there. I know there's, like, one or two Academy members who watched this. It's like, where's the Jar Jar... And they're like, oh, that movie was too long. Da-da-da. Oh, but we didn't know who the protagonist was. Da-da-da-da. Do you... Okay. If anything, with the Jar Jar thing, nobody knows what you look like.
1: Yeah, um, that's a blessing and a curse, right? At the same time, I mean, I appreciated uh, being in it. I appreciated mm-hmm. the work I did, and it was funny. I saw George last week, um, and he started. We we started talking about this. It was kind of the first time we talked about it. Continually, yeah, because he was kind of taken aback by the criticism of it as well, and.
0: Because that that was never my problem with the movie. My problem with the movie was always it was longer. I'm in this movie, People vs. George Lucas. Have you heard about this movie? It's mm-hmm. a documentary, and they interviewed for me, me for it. And when you see the movie, there are people who are just irate and violent and this and that. But you see my my pieces, and I'm like, well, that it's never that was never the issue. The issue is you people are obsessed with something, and once you start like like stop liking it, you're still obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. If you stop liking it, stop. You know. I don't like running a cheese grater on my face, which is what I say in the movie, but I stop running a cheese grater on my face. Like, like if it's something you don't like, put it away and stop. And it may have meant something to you, but you were in an abusive relationship, and you're the cause. <laughs>
1: like, it's your fault, you know? Well, it means a lot to people, and I understand how much it means to people. And But, you know, it's George's movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he does what he wants to do with it. If you want... A movie to be like the way you want it you oh, have it. to make your own movie I mean there's no other way around it and I mean you know things came out the Phantom edit was a big deal
0: on mm-hmm. on
1: Did um, you
0: watch do you watch that stuff or does it just make you nuts
1: I know about it right I, I don't I don't watch a lot of it but I know about it and I understand it and I'm not bothered by it at all right. you know I mean I, I'm, I don't i don't really have an ego about it as an actor it's a job you right. have to do and you do your best and i said this to george last week and it was like look people might not have liked it but i was proud of the work that i did you know what i mean you're I, an actor who really trusted your it. director yeah and, and, and it sounds
0: like you got a bit you got to, to, to put a little bit of it
1: into the role yeah and you know he reciprocated He was like it was great you did a great job and i was like that's all i really need mm-hmm. honestly you know all i really need to know is that For the director, because it's it's a director's medium. It's his vision. You know, I mean, and he's the writer and the executive producer. So he's the guy. And if I did a good job for him, then that's all right. You know, the fans can bother him.
0: You hear? You hear that? Do you hear that? You people. Do you get, like, tense whenever you're walking down the street and there's, like, an overweight, like, 35-year-old guy in, like, a, like a Green Lantern shirt coming towards you? Do, no. you, do you ever go, like, oh, <laughs> man, he's going to start shit with me?
1: Now, very little makes me tense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to come on Geekscape,
0: and this loser filming this podcast for losers in his office <laughs> he's gonna come at me with knives and da, 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 no. And he's gonna be like why didn't why didn't Anakin even show up in the first 30 minutes of the movie oh, yeah. and I, I don't have answers for
2: him he's just screw yeah. these people don't you understand knives I can handle. the Star Wars hate is an internet thing they're not gonna do it to anybody's face
0: you know it's it's lucky that you didn't piss off like jocks or like, or yeah. like, or like, or like Manson fans, like like Charles Manson fans, or like Does
2: crazy he have people. Fans. Charles Charles. Jonathan.
0: Yeah, he got people who like wrote him letters in jail and stuff like yeah. that. Like, like, like you're you're lucky you pissed you know if, if you pissed him off. I. It's not something you, you do. You pissed deliver. off the
2: most passive yes. aggressive people. They're not gonna start shoot with you. No. You know what I mean? Well, actually, you. Walton, tackle. I have a quick. Um, you, <laughs> so Cl- Clone Wars has come yes. out. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have kind of what is warmed that? to Jar Jar. The, yeah, the, the, ca- the cartoon, cartoon. Right, cartoon. people have warmed to Jar Jar in that environment. Yeah. Do you think that show kind of vindicates? Do you do
0: Jar Jar the voice on that? Do you
1: yes, do, you I do, do Jar, Jar Jar on Clone Wars. Now I did. In the first yeah. season, I didn't. And you're then like, oh, just fans, let me sit from it. Fans ironically got a bit upset at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <What> <laughs> they, they, like these same jerks who yeah, were like, it was kind of nuts." Our movie. Yeah, it
1: was kind of nuts because when Jar Jar showed up and it wasn't me. Um. I started getting a lot of, of letters about it, like "Where are you?" You mm-hmm. know, the fans want you as Jar Jar, and I was like, "Who the?" It must have felt good. What happened? And what happened then two, um, kill me. Lucasfilm calls me and goes, "We need you back as," and I was like, "What? Look, I thought you guys were done with this guy." You know, I thought you were done with this character, and and even if you aren't, are you serious? Like, you really want me to come back and do this thing? <laughs> I'll like, do it. All yeah. right. And they're like, "Okay, good." And apparently, you know, it's been very positive but to answer your question I think um Jar Jar works in an animation medium he's an animated character and there are certain things that people couldn't accept at the time you know people couldn't accept this crazy very slapstick very comic character in this extremely serious idea Mm Religious, almost, I think of that's a context. The word. Slapstick had never mm-hmm. been in the Star Wars. But the, right. but the
0: dro- none of the droids. I mean, a little bit that's of the droids, slapstick. but they're falling off of platforms and they're going. Wah! And they're, they're, I yeah, mean, I mean, I think people slapstick. were upset
1: at that, but the fact that Jar Jar was a main character in right. this movie—that he was in every, you know, scene—I think that was more annoying to the people who wanted Jedi's in every scene which, and which, lightsabers, which I, which in I think it, is really scene.
0: the problem. I mean, the, to me, listen, like. The, the discrepancy between the originals and this and that is, is really what I think Most geeks are really upset about This thing where it's like And, and, and I do a stand-up joke about it It's like what did, what did Chewie and Han talk about? Because Han is somebody who's not convinced the Force exists in episode 4 But Chewie's someone who had Yoda on his back Yeah Like in a like, like what is the discrepancy there? And it made me think that Han really doesn't know what the fuck Chewie's saying And maybe they just have, like, a communication breakdown, and that's why Han's just like, this one goes there, that one goes there. Don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're saying, Chewie. I'm glad I rescued you from slavers, but... The next time you growl, I have no idea what you're saying. And, and isn't I don't want to Chewie admit
1: it. like really old? He's like a couple yeah, he's hundred like years that. old, if you yeah, think. Yeah, he's old too. He's real old. Chewie must be so frustrated. Yeah, and then you have Han yelling at him. Han has more. On no top idea of the millennial. What, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to get us out of here. And
0: Chewie's like, I'm the smartest guy in this movie. Chewie's it's like, like I'm, a, what I'm, saying. I'm a Wookiee.
1: I'm an engineer. I'm an old dude. Why do I have to. i told money? you a
0: million times, Han, that the force exists. I was on the Battle of Kashyyyk. I had Yoda on my back. The force exists and you won't listen to me. It's going to take this old man and this 18 year old kid to tell you. And the thing, too, about Tatooine. Mm-hmm.
3: Why are they always on
0: Tatooine?
1: It's nice weather. Right?
0: Well, think about it. Luke says Tatooine is the place furthest from the center of the universe. Like, if there's a bright spot in the universe, this is the place furthest, furthest from. from. It's yeah. like if Walton and I were like, hey, man, let's go party in Hollywood. And somehow we kept waking up and like, the middle of inland empire the next morning we're like how do we keep ending out about here this is the middle of nowhere like but every movie what are we doing empire. in rancho
2: Cucamonga? what
0: are we doing in rancho Cucamonga? it I, just sounds I, good to say
1: think, rancho <laughs> Cucamonga.
0: I, I think the geeks are like more upset with like those discrepancies than they have any right to be upset well with you know Jar was, was a lightning
1: is, rod for their frustration and and, yeah. and um that's they're able to express the the discrepancies and their frustration with the movie through that guy and you, you're regardless sure of whether or not yeah i mean come on you're so well adjusted, you're so well adjusted. <laughs> i'm from the bronx like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do to you, me like you can't do shit to me
2: he's trying to cut me <laughs> uh, you you're talking to understand. me about an
1: animated character i played in a movie like <laughs> my i have friends in jail <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys do understand as you're yelling at Ahmed. The, the first eighteen years of his life was literally the movie The Warriors. <laughs> like <laughs> that, there ain't shit. You have to put Coke bottles on your glass on your fingers and come at him right? for him to be even phased. I
2: it's like how you're totally uh, Ahmed, putting him in the
0: whole... <laughs> when, when when people are asking you like first off like, I love like the Warriors, by what's the way. one it's it's phenomenal. It's Walter Warriors.
1: Hill. I I love Walter Walter
0: Walter movies. Hill. Yeah, Walter awesome. Hill is the man. Um What's the worst thing you read? The one that you were just like, you know what, I kind of do want to fight this guy.
1: Did you ever um, want to fight anybody? I did want to fight one guy, but it wasn't from anything that I read. It was, we were doing the junkets after episode one. And a guy from the, I'm not a big New York Post right. reader. It's a, bit raggy. Eh, it's yeah. a rag magazine, yeah. and those guys aren't too smart. Right. And, um,
0: do you remember after 9-11? Yeah. That front uh, page, uh, that still sticks with me. They're just disgusting. Right.
1: They're just disgusting. It's so not generally a good Some dude, some dude the from post. the New York Post in 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 a very like gleeful, really ready <laughs> to fight antagonistic <laughs> way was like, Is Jar Jar gay? And I was like, Why? You looking for a date? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, and then the next day he writes in the post all of this, you know, salacious, mm. um, ridiculous just his own homophobia right. just came right Luke, out in Luke the paper. his sister, disgusting.
0: and you're worrying about whether or not a Star Wars character is gay. Hey, hey,
3: like, maybe Gungans
2: are asexual.
0: Yeah, how do you know Gungans aren't like Louis Gossett Jr., an enemy Mine
2: and can just make them right, babies? Right, exactly. But, what do you
0: know about the Gungans?
2: Actually, I'm now Right, like, I want
1: to see the right? again. against...
2: You know what we should do? Like an like that enemy is Mine. Like, oh, it is
1: Jamish. Jamish is the baby. Jamish, Jamish. The baby. Jamish. He goes, thou witch. Thou witch. witch.
2: I if just I, want a panel at Comic-Con where it's Louis Agassi Jr. and Ahmed Best. Oh, my you know God. I mean? That'd be a dream. That'd be
1: a dream of mine.
0: You know what? Lucas should just remake, like, Enemy of Mine with, like, somebody crash landing. Like, a nerd, right? A nerd who hates Gungans for what they did to his nerd religion. <laughs> and a nerd crash lands on a planet with with Jar Jar right. and must learn to coexist maybe learn to appreciate you.
2: Oh, it can be right? uh, Gungans, the Grand Caravan. Yeah. Right. What do you uh, think of that? Oh, it's like the Ewok thing? Yeah. Is that like the Ewok movie? <laughs> yeah. It's just... You,
0: the 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 hate's in the wrong place. You know what I mean? Like like guys, it's a movie, and yeah. let me tell you, nobody cared about Star Wars more than this person you're seeing on the left side of the couch. Like literally, Ahmed, I found myself and I told Walton this, and I was almost in tears earlier this week because I was thinking about you coming on the couch, and I was thinking about what Star Wars meant to me. And literally, the last gift my brother gave me before, uh, guys, it's hard for me to to say, before my brother was killed, the last gift he ever gave me was, was a red lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. and this is this was in '96, and a month later he was dead. The Mm -hmm. last conversation I had to him, to his face, he—I mean, this was important to us—and I can understand people's frustrations and anger and stuff like that. And and I I pursue directing because of this, Mm -hmm. you know, because I see Star Wars and hope and stuff like that. And it's like at the end of the day, you're gonna get angry about something that gave you so much.
1: Yeah, it's—it's not. It's it's, unwarranted. It's
0: unwarranted. That's the word.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and. I was honestly, I was, I was literally, I was crying yeah, I felt at you. the gym, and it, it's
0: intense.
1: Yeah, no, it's know? big because it, it means so much, so much. I mean, I have to tell you, episode four was the first movie I ever saw in my life, and I remember going to the theater. I remember being there. I remember showing up late because of some craziness. You know, this. I my father was always habitually late. <laughs> I'm directing. But, what are you doing? You know I mean, what you doing? mean? and, and yeah. so um, it meant a lot to me as well. And it means a lot to be a part of it. You know. And at first, you know, it was funny when we were on set, Liam, we were talking about Inside the Actors Studio. That must have blown your mind,
0: seeing actors like that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Liam and I did a lot of scenes together, and, and we, you know, became very, very strong friends. And, you know, Liam, we were talking about Inside the Actors Studio, and he was talking about how he would never go on that show. And I was like, well, why won't you go on? He was like, because I really don't want people to know what goes on behind the curtain.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a magic. I like, the, yeah, he's yeah. Like,
1: I like the fact that it's enigmatic. I like the fact that you have to be a part of it in order to understand it. But when you're watching the movie, you're just seeing the finished product. You're just seeing the movie, and you're taken by that. That's yeah. exciting. And that stuck with me because when I watch Phantom Menace, I know what's behind the curtain. So some of the... Uh, fantasy behind it's diminished a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I can I, I understand the problems that occur. However, on a technical standpoint, me being a filmmaker, me being an actor, me being writer, director, producer, so so on and so forth, I can appreciate the work that George has done, regardless of what anybody says about him, to him, whatever. He's a craftsman. He's good at what he does, and it's and it's mm. his challenges are way more challenging than a lot of filmmakers' challenges, and he gets through. Them.
0: But he but he but he takes that. He's the guy who initiates those challenges, is what people don't appreciate. Yeah, I it's his
1: choice. And one one of the things
0: that I, that one of the things that I, hurt me with this whole Star Wars thing was watching George's. I want to see the, I want to see his flying. Plain movie. I want to see him do uh, more stories.
1: You know yeah, I mean? well, he's got Red Tails. Red coming Tails. Out. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, the Tuskegee Airmen story. You got to be in that. No, I'm, I'm not saying in that, that. I'm not yeah. saying that because you're black or anything like that. But like, no, I'm not in that. Ahmed, I wish we got to put you in more movies, please. Write my geek buddy. Escape, right?
0: Because you know, he I mean, first off, two things you need to do: write directors and say put Ahmed in a movie. The other thing is this. Uh, this writer over the post, Geek Jihad. I'm putting it out. I'm putting it out. It's a geek. I'm putting it out. It's a geek card Geek. right find him I know we got Geek. I know, we, you know you know who's gonna kill him uh, don't kill him, don't kill him. please don't kill him of scare him that are in New York dumb. Frank oh. Frank who got the geekscape tattoo and oh. sends me pictures in front of an arsenal of weapons wearing his geekscape shirt he's in Long Island he can find this guy but don't 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 don't, don't, don't Frank don't do it this is Jonathan asking you please don't do it yeah, be, <laughs> please don't be do passive, it I, oh wait, wait, hold on hold on Gilmore has gotten into the ceiling he, he's in the walls Guys, sorry about that technical difficulty. Uh, Gilmore is now being fl- flogged somewhere. Uh, guys, so Ahmed Best, we want to see more of him as an actor. And mm-hmm. uh, and my buddy Ari said that he does instant films here in LA with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes he used to do those instant films. I can't do yeah. those. Those
1: 24, 48 it's, hour films. It's deep, but it's a it's a good exercise. No. Uh-huh. It's that which is pretty much you know what you do it for. You do it for the challenge of right. it. You're not going to make a career out of doing <laughs> yeah. four-hour movies. And it's they're, too fun. Stressful. they're fun. Yeah, yes. they're super stressful. Though. Yeah, it's it's all about the fun. You our know?
0: buddy uh, Ben Dunn does Dom, them with Dom like Dom Zuck. Like they have done them here. They did uh, Chick Fight. Mm-hmm. Um, this it was funny, but uh, whenever you guys see an NPCs episode that Geekscape does for Machinima, those are basically forty-hour films. Um, that's why you've only seen two of them. Yeah, um,
1: really really hard to do. that stressful because you're writing. You're Shooting, you're cutting, and, and some people are scoring. Scoring, they had some had animation in. Them. Uh, I mean, they're actually getting a lot. When I first did it, it, they were horrible. Yeah, you know, it was just like a guy with a camcorder, just praying that the thing would turn on. Now they're getting so good, like with you the can't media, believe the, with the meat the tools yeah, are crazy. You can't. I mean, people are using green screen, and I mean, you can't believe that what you can do in 24 hours with enough, you know, if I was Red saying, Bull and coffee.
2: If I was an executive at a studio and I saw a 24-hour film or 48-hour film, I would talk to that director because you know how under budget. Well, he's a resource- how, uh, he's a resourceful uh, individual. I mean, you know. An, an Unfortunately,
1: executive- you know, they did. There was it was almost a television show, to tell you the truth. Really? They almost did a TV show. Project Greenlight, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Project Green- Greenlight in 24 hours. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. But they were in talks with a bunch of networks to do a television show, and the problem is, um, and it's the and it's kind of the problem with. People going to movies now is um, the the movie making is not appreciated. You yeah. know, it, it's very easy, and because of the internet, it's very easy to put out your opinion what's good and what's not good. And unfortunately, the people who <laughs> um, run the studios don't really have a handle on the the, the comments that are coming out mm-hmm. on the internet. They don't really know how to weed through what's good and what's not good in order to right. make better movies. They'll they'll say like, oh, it didn't get enough. Facebook hits or right. didn't get enough YouTube it's a hits. A bit of a numbers they don't, game. Yeah. yeah, they don't really understand like who's hitting it and why. You know, it's they the don't understand versus the refresh button, right? Yeah. So, in, in order for people to respect the idea of making films in 24 hours, the process has to be respected. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in Hollywood, the process is not respected as much as it would be outside somewhere mm-hmm. else. By the by, the people who run the town, people who run the town want to see results, and they don't really care how long it takes. I mean, I went to see this uh, movie, Tron Legacy,
0: that just came out. It's got, uh, who's in this movie? I mean, you know Jeff Bridges, isn't it? Olivia Wilde. Jeff
1: Bridges, of course. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Who's the kid? Dude, the, Flint, he's huh? the kid from Four Brothers. Remember that yeah,
2: movie Four Brothers with yeah. Mark
0: Wahlberg and my boy Tyrese. Yeah,
2: that I like that Sorry. movie. Tyrese. Just a small side note. Four Brothers is a well-made film. Every now I, and then, John, John Singleton
0: really that will that come movie. out with a film that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Four Brothers is all right.
2: John Singleton is every other film is going to be good. It's like yeah. he every third film, every third he, film. He I perpetually think. has a sophomore slump. Uh, Do you uh, didn't like Shaft? Uh, I hated Shaft, <laughs> but well, I'm a huge fan of the original Shaft. Yeah, Chad, and yeah me too. And I don't. Well, that's Richard John Roundtree. Jack yeah. Facing off against a slimy Christian Bale racist guy. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. It, get, but yeah. the question it, was, like, who was you. the villain in that movie? Was yeah. it Jeff Wright or was it Chris Bale? Like, and, and,
2: and I would love.
0: I mean, both those actors are great. Jeffrey Wright is somebody who's so underused. He was great in that movie. Crazy. Had
2: an incredible cast. It's just.
0: Okay.
2: It needed a better script. I would have loved to have seen I would have loved to have seen his Shaft go up against the Mob, yeah, and the mob played by the people that were the
1: villains. Yeah. Right. Jeff Wright is going to be on Clooney's new show on HBO. I think
0: I didn't know, I don't know, I don't know about George Clooney's show. Yeah,
1: Clooney has a, a new series coming up on uh, HBO, it's some political, you know, craziness. And Jeff Wright's gonna be a regular on that one.
0: Well, this movie Tron is like the movie that the geeks are all excited for. You know, at Comic Con, it was a big thing. I actually went to the Tron Legacy party there at the Flynn's Arcade at yeah, Comic Con, and uh. And I gotta tell you, I go to see the movie, Laura's looking forward to it because, you know, she remembers it, and we all remember it as kids, right? And I go to see this movie, and basically it's got Sam Flynn's son, Mm -hmm. right? Or Sam, Sam is the son. And his father's disappeared, you flash forward, and this kid is in charge of this company that he doesn't really care about, he wants the software to be given out for free. And they received this mysterious page from his father, and his father's been missing for uh, you know almost twenty years. He goes to investigate at the arcade. He gets zapped into this new Tron world, where the creation that his father had made is running rampant, and that's the digital Bridges that everybody's talking about—the digital younger Jeff Bridges. Yeah, my
2: friend did all the de aging on that.
0: The de aging? I mean, yeah. he is. I mean, people are kind of critical about it. They're like, "Oh, it looks fi- it looks great." Like, <laughs> let's get one thing straight: the digital Jeff Bridges. Looks awesome Uh, The Tron world looks awesome But uh, the problem I had with the movie Is that it just Never felt like it had any Urgency to it Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. there is a goal in the movie You've got to escape from this Tron world And stop an invasion From this Tron This evil Jeff Bridges To it He has to find his father of course He has to find his father Who's been missing for 20 years And he does find him It's the older Jeff Bridges Who's more zen-like and pacifist Um, And he's the dude he's kind of the dude he does dude things but then you watch the original tron and he's saying things like hey man and like kind of dude it's jeff bridges right (laughs) in 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 the movie the performances are good the visuals are good i never got that sense of like pace and urgency there's literally a a a portion of the movie where they're trying to um get to the portal to get back to earth and stop these bad guys from from beating them to it and they're like, hey, have you ever hopped the train? There's a line in the movie. It's like, hey, son, I'm starting to get a little more reckless and unzen-like to try and stop these bad guys. Let's have some fun, like you do, like you, you know, my reckless son who rides around on a motorcycle. And he's like, do you ever hop the train? And I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's like gonna be a, a train hop scene. The trains going like this. It's really slow. And you see the original movie and the the CGI like ships are all going slow through the sky and things like that. And I just wanted to see a little bit more exhilaration in a movie like this. You know what I mean? A little more urgency, a little bit more like, some, like there's a threat And it just kind of felt like it happened And it stinks because I was looking forward to it And you were looking forward to it Did you see the movie, Walton?
2: I have actually paused on going to see it until I can go see it in 2D In 2D? Yeah
0: Because I saw it in 3D And let me tell you, technically the movie's great but you know my problem with it. Well, why, why 2D? It's uh,
2: Bibiani, who writes for our site, wrote yeah. a review for Crave Online. And Bibiani and I share I a very common opinion about 3D film. Uh, it's a gimmick, studios are using it to get a lot more money. Ahmed's about mm. to be in 3D. Mm. You're going to say that to his face
0: next year? What movie? You're going to call him a gimmick? Episode one is. They're doing movie. all the
2: episodes again. And I probably won't go see it. Uh, You're gonna say it to his face. It right. came
1: out. It came out in two D first, so I'm mean, going it, fight it's, him. It's not you, can, <laughs> you can. You can. You can see the fact that you know why they're doing it in three D. Well,
2: I mean, I, and I've seen the film. Have yeah, you uh, seen it in two D? There are certain it? scenes I'd love to see in three
1: D. I have to say this though about uh, um,
2: that final The first Duncan trilogy. Battle.
1: The reason why I think three D is gonna work and why Blu-ray is gonna work was because. Those first three films were the first ever shot completely digital. Right. Episode one wasn't, but two and three were. So I remember David Tattersall having... David Tattersall was the DP. Mm-hmm. He had to degrade the image because the digital was so crystal clear that people wouldn't buy it. And they did that in post? Yeah, they had okay. to do it in
0: post. So so the original so the original is, is still
1: awesome. And it's all digital, and it's all crystal clear. And episode one is pretty much an animated movie, if you really think about it. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot... When when we were on the set, a quarter of the set was actually built, and then the rest is CGI. So it
2: does meet the standard. I actually looked this up because I knew you were going to be on the show. Uh, episode one meets the standard for the animated uh, Academy Award. Now. Is that right? Yeah. It does. It's an anima- huh. It's
1: pretty much an animated movie. It's why
2: Cats and about. Dogs, the new Cats and Dogs, was eligible for an animated Oscar. It's because a certain percentage of the film okay. actually qualifies. Yogi Bear didn't qualify as an animated film, and they put it up for that.
0: Not many The Claw Fett as a film <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Yogi Bear, So I can't talk But I did see that fake ending That's going around on the internet the, Where Boo Boo shoots Yogi yeah, I heard that you It's fun funny it's, it's I, showed it to, I showed it to Laura And she goes That's a little too much for me like, It's pretty brutal um, But again like, Talking about Tron Legacy I just wanted to see uh, I mean It kind of has the pace of the original So if you guys want a faithful sequel This is a faithful sequel Because if you watch the original It is a, a slowly paced film you know what I mean? Um, and I just didn't feel like, and maybe the fault is what it is. It's being in a digital universe, a lot of digital elements. I never felt like anybody was in any danger. Does that well, make sense? It's
2: still a Disney film. It's still a, a movie. Disney wants as broad of an audience as possible. And They're gonna get it. And they want gonna make families pain. to come to Tron. Mm. I mean, I can imagine if they made it too fast paced, if they made it too complicated, they would lose some family dollars.
1: That's what that's the review I read about it. I haven't really? seen the film yet uh, either. But I heard uh, the reviews that I've read and the spoilers that I've read about it. It's a kid's movie. They're really trying to get... The original came out when the 80s? Some, 82. 82. Yeah. I remember the original. I saw the original. And I was young enough to be impressed by it to want to go see the sequel. And right. I think that's kind of what they're doing. They're making a movie that 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds could like.
2: Because their father was
0: in, so their when father, yeah.
2: they're thirty, right. they can make Tron Super Legacy. That'll right. be in, like exactly. the living room. Just, you'll be like in the.
0: You'll actually it'll be, be holographic. It'll be holograms.
2: Yeah. Um, There'll be Jaws coming out of the movie theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, like uh, you know effects movie and big blockbusters in Disney, John Favreau is not doing the directing for Iron Man, Man. 3. Iron he's Man, kind boy. of stepped back from Iron Man three. I mean, yeah. we know he's got the Magic Kingdom. We know he's got Cowboys and Aliens coming out. Which looks um, good. It looks really a lot of fun, and Harrison, and I'm I'm all for Harrison, and Harrison too. Like like it sounds like he's gonna kick butt in this movie. I I'm, I'm really excited was, for Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, that that's line where he's
2: like, I want him. You're just like nobody else could give that cheesy little yeah. line, and we'd all be, be okay. We'd we'll be it. like,
0: "You go get him, Harrison. You, <laughs> you go get. Give him to <laughs> <them>. <laughs> give, give him. Give him to him. <laughs> Where's my family? <laughs> uh, get off my plane!" Like that. Is, that is, Harrison is best. And here we go with this Iron Man three. We have an article up on the site if you guys go, where William Bibiani is giving suggestions for who could step in and do a good job on the did Iron you Man know three you're stuff. On,
2: on the list?
0: Well, I come on, man. And the guy who did Gay by Dawn Don is, is going to be on the list. No. You you've heard my approach to like a Marvel film or like if Sony gave me a superhero movie right like I don't yeah, Frank I, Castle yeah I don't want an Iron Man
2: I want I'm, I want something that's, Punisher yeah I want something that's no, broken his, where, yeah. his movie is Frank Castle
0: yeah my movie's not called The Punisher it's called Frank Castle it's oh, yeah. it's, a, it, it, it's a it's a it's a very gritty it's a not very that, it's not a nice movie
2: yeah and but it's the truest uh, adaptation I've ever heard it's
0: somebody who imagine this it's like saying. A, matt murdoch as a director because you're a director I right would watch that. and i would watch that as a director I mean, after they as, ruined daredevil as a director think about it they have to go as a, well i want ben affleck to, do, to direct daredevil because i love his directing uh, ahmed as a, as a director think about it like somebody's gonna be like oh here's gremlins or here's critters like it, you could basically do anything with critters and nobody would care right and it would give it the room to really be something right with gremlins Man, that's a tough call, and you've been through this kind of tough call. You've got to walk a weird line. Call it the dark mugwai. Other people's subjectives and stuff like like All these people's opinions, and I don't want that as a director. I don't want to make. Right. This, I, I, he says I, the, dark Mogwai. the dark mugwai. Dark mugwai could be good. Dude,
2: if the dark. Spike, like Spike or whatever never gets water on him or um, eats after midnight, if he never eats after midnight, there's just a good mugwai and the dark mugwai who won't. become a gremlin himself we can write this right now let's write this right now
0: what about this what if there's a rule we never knew about that could that could do like a kryptonite thing and turn a mogwai evil oh like red Kryptonite. yeah yeah, like Like, red kryptonite what What do you think that what happens if you give gizmo uh marijuana okay third act okay third act um billy has to sacrifice gizmo i'm writing it Nora. um (laughs) so so go on the site and Christmas. merry Merry christmas sacrifice gizmo <laughs> billy has to billy and him jump into a magma pool at the end oh well,
2: this is the last We're episode before christmas magma. i just no, it's not it's no, not me. the last episode no, before, last episode the other year, yeah. before yeah, yeah
0: hope you guys have a good christmas yeah. we just killed the mogwai uh so, i can't segue like this but blake edwards so- died
1: that's a bad segue
0: i can't do that um blake edwards the director of uh, the pink panther original pink panthers with um with sellers peter sellers like you know you, we all love those original pink panthers the director uh has passed away and our julie own, andrew's husband julie andrew's husband our, our own uh, brian walton over here has written like a really nice eulogy piece on the site to blake edwards and blake edwards like to me i was like i oh, did some comedy directing but to you you wrote this piece and you were like man he's the reason like i'm a geek he is,
2: but it's not so much. I love Blake Edwards. Um, I my family had basic cable growing right. up, and we had HBO. Uh, didn't have a computer, but yeah, we talked had, about that we last had week. HBO. Didn't have a fancy and, computer. Uh, a lot of the films that HBO showed were were like the they would churn out um, a lot of the Blake Edward films like S.O.B. Mm-hmm. and Ten and...
0: Oh, yeah, uh, you watched Ten as a kid oh, a yeah. lot, didn't Bo you? Bo Derrick. With Bo Ooh. Derrick, on slow-mo. That Girls was your, need that to was start puberty. wearing cornrows. Bring that back. <laughs> I don't um, think they've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've stopped. Depends on what neighborhood you're yeah. in? <laughs> Why you gotta be like that, bro? I'm rolling in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> you are. So um, late. Los for <laughs> But uh
2: But for me... That was the the uh, Blake Edwards I knew. I yeah. hadn't been exposed to Peter Sellers' Blake yeah. Edwards yet. I hadn't seen The Party. I hadn't seen the Pink Panther movies. I had I knew about Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I'm like 12 at this time. Right. And one night, my parents actually rented the movie Switch mm-hmm. with Ellen Barkin. Where uh, good movie. Yeah, it's it's it, it is a good movie. Ellen um, Barkin. We got halfway. Uh, Jimmy Smiths. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Smith plays I never seen it. the I never love seen interest. A it's, it's a very solid film. It's very complicated. It deals with a lot of issues in 1991 that people were shy from dealing really? with. I like, lesbianism, uh, the idea of what is homosexuality. What about Tootsie? I
0: thought Tootsie dealt with it. I'm that. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, what is I mean, it's now? like, what are you talking about, you moron? <laughs> <Transvestite>. <laughs> it's a transvestite. <laughs> that was
2: Victor Victoria. Get <laughs> Victor <laughs> it Victor straight. Which was Blake Edwards. Yes. Blake Edwards. Another Holy great shit. Blake Edwards.
0: I need to just IMDB him and just go right, Andrews, have IMDB Andrews, in the Netflix.
2: And, um, oh, definitely, you should see SOB. Okay. If you haven't okay. seen it... Okay. Uh, it's a satire he made about all the shit he went through dealing with Paramount uh-huh. when making Darling Lily. And it's it's a very, very good con- condemnation of policies that still exist in Hollywood, huh. uh, where directors get their films taken away by studios and just get fucked with. Um, but with Switch, my parents brought it home, and I, I talk about it in the eulogy, uh, my parents just halfway through after uh Ellen Barkin had had taken over she's playing a guy who dies and a womanizer like, he's like a yeah. womanizer, he's, a womanizer. And he's put in the body of a woman and he's put yes. in the body of a woman because god wants to teach him a right. lesson like right. you're a shithead you never did anything too awful not to get in but here's a final to, test you yeah. need to learn a lesson and so Ellen Barkin is doing a very funny job walking around playing a complete Shithead male. That's cool, and it's fun. Um, but my parents turned it off halfway through because they got to the lesbian scene where Ellen Barkin is a guy, and 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 she, her internal monologue is like, "This is okay. Like, I, I'm, gonna, yeah. I, I'm a guy. I can." And, and 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 having a real conflict with whether or not uh, right. tulip, <laughs> tulip can hear me. I, no, I
0: can, I can understand why why your parents turned it my off. my parents turned it yeah. off,
2: and. To me, I was just sitting there thinking. As a twelve-year-old kid, I was like, "This isn't. I don't. I don't understand why you turned it off. I don't. I don't get right. it." My parents exposed me to a lot of movies that, like, as a as a twelve-year-old, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect.
4: Tulip is doing. My the-
0: dog is at the door, uh, breathing heavily. She wants to come in here and play with us, but we're doing GeekScape. And <laughs> you just said Vader. She's making like a Vader sound. Um, and but, I gotta see the switch. But I gotta really, see it really yeah.
2: quickly. Read what i wrote but it's basically it. i came to the realization that my parents had shitty taste <laughs> my, my parents turned off a perfectly good movie i didn't even get to and see you were adjusted
0: like the film was good you were adjusted for the scene you were, yeah you, you knew it, what was going on you, it, I, you didn't girls actually, hot. I didn't i yeah. didn't get
2: to see it completely for like another four years i, I finally finished mm-hmm. it when i was like 17 uh but I, it always stuck in back of my mind i'm like my parents just turned off a very good movie, and I realized at that point I couldn't trust other people's opinions. Yeah. I had to watch stuff on my own, Man. and the, it was at that this point article I was deep. I actually started discovering other movies because I, I started ignoring my parents. I had never seen The Simpsons up until that point because my parents thought Bart Simpson was a bad influence, and that's now considered like we're having good a thing right family now. Hmm? TV. And my parents had blocked it, and I finally got to see that when I was, like, 13. I I ignored my parents, like, banishment of that show. And I'm like, this is really good. I don't get it. Why? And eventually that led to me having an opinion. And it made me a geek. I probably wouldn't love half the movies I love if I had listened to my parents and never seen them. And there are so many movies, like, I... Wouldn't have seen Goodfellas. I wouldn't have seen The Godfather. I wouldn't have seen what we consider classic movies. And you're just looking at me like oh, This is this is this a session.
0: This is a psychological session now. No, this no, is what I've dealt it's with. It's good. But guys, he's off camera crying.
2: But <laughs> it's just Blake Edwards is not like a personal hero. I don't look at his films and goes, These are my favorite movies. Right. But Blake Edwards made a decent movie. It's me it's 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 not the greatest movie I'll ever, it. but it's a solid, good yeah. movie. He made a movie that,
0: at that point in time, awoke you. Yeah,
2: that made me realize I don't have to have the same opinion as my parents. Yeah, I mean,
0: he could have turned you into a Menendez brother, from is what I'm hearing. Like <laughs> now, that's you're No, I love out. my
2: parents. I, I don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love my parents.
1: I think the deal behind Blake Edwards and the reason why he's such a treasure in the in the movie industry and why he told such great stories is because he really used the film medium in a way that was able to speak to what you're saying, able to make a, a social comment and able to bring to light these ideas um, without hitting you over the head with a mm-hmm. sledgehammer. I mean His, uh, if you think about the polygamy
2: pink... movie with Dudley Moore. Was uh, Arthur? He... No, 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 I'm <laughs> kidding. He did a movie where Dudley Moore had two wives. I mean, Blake Edwards talked about...
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you think about, the Pink Panther movies, I mean, Inspector Clouseau, being an inspector is is a pretty high rank in France mm-hmm. when you're a police officer. And this guy's a bumbling idiot, but then he <laughs> falls into right. solutions, you know. And it's kind of his comment on, you know, law enforcement saying, look, it's not perfect. And sometimes you fall into a, a great decision, you know, sometimes it's not all proper planning. Sometimes you have to deal with an idiot.
0: And sometimes that's what it takes to engage an audience. Like you make a movie that is about something. It doesn't have to be about a million things. It just has to be about something that resonates. Yeah. And that that's one thing that I've I've noticed this week with his passing was wow, he resonated with so many people. Yeah.
1: And he gave Peter Sellers a platform to show Peter Sellers' genius.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Peter Sellers was such an amazing comic actor. Not a very nice person, I heard, but um, Blake Edwards allowed Peter Sellers to be the best Peter Sellers he could be I mean if it weren't for those Pink Panther movies I don't think we'd know or the party right you I don't think we'd know the the genius of Peter Sellers I mean Peter Sellers is probably among the Buster Keatons and the Charlie Chaplins when you're yeah. talking about film film comedy you know what I mean I mean he's one of those guys you know, when Kubrick used them it. I mean, you've got exactly. I mean, but those Pink Panther movies really um, made Peter Sellers iconic.
2: Mm-hmm. I always liked that Blake Edwards didn't necessarily push the envelope, but he always was kind of sneaking in what he could get away right. with. Something to say,
1: yeah, he made you think. Yeah, he made you think without using a sledgehammer. Using exactly. a scalpel, you know.
0: Um, guys, speaking of sledgehammers. This fast and the Furious Five. Yeah, We're gonna segue to this. Uh, there's a trailer for Fast and the Furious Five that we put up on the website. Awesome. Fast and Furious Five. Like guys, the
2: Fast Five.
0: It's called Fast Five. Fast Five. Uh, and because uh, I called the last one Fast and the Furiouser, it was Fast. And but furious. It, was fast, it was Fast. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. This is Fast Five. And then we have the trailer on the site. And I gotta tell you, like I go see all these movies opening weekend. I'll tell you that right now. Like these movies, I haven't got anything against them. Man. They're a lot of fun. And this one adds The Rock, and we yeah. just saw that that Faster movie. Ugh. I know the Faster movie wasn't that good, Billy Bob. But we, we told you guys about it, and we're Drain. adding now. I'm gonna picture <laughs> I'm gonna picture that Fast Wait. Five. is like a crossover film, and that'll like that'll speak to the geek in me. That like the character from Faster is now in Fast Five. Is like, the like I think it's like a Faster Fast and the Furious crossover. That's how I'm gonna treat this movie, <laughs> and I'm gonna be so giddy watching this. Because you know they jump through windows they got to jump through windows in a fast and furious movie and they got to get in cars and i guess the rock is hunting these these criminals who are the fast and furious gang i'm into nice it. i'm into it
2: i like that they've uh fast. gone back through the franchise Fight. and just brought everybody back ludicrous is back Ludacris. tyrese is back it starts from the baby
0: it starts from uh, the baby tyrese he's been here he's uh, been on the geekscape
2: uh, and it's gonna be great i really like not great as in let's give it an oscar but it's gonna be for two hours i'm not gonna think about my shitty job and my shitty apartment no it's good ask? to watch
1: fast cars and shit blown up and people punching <laughs> each other in the face like it's really good guy shit
2: it's cathartic you know you know we i can't
1: can... wait for the next one <laughs> like
0: yeah have, we haven't even seen the fifth right? one we can't wait for the sixth you they know going gonna call mean? it
1: like say fast six times no no the sexy
0: speedy bunch and I'll tell you something. When I went to film school, people were like besmirching Rob Cohen, who did the first one. Like, they were like, oh, Rob Cohen, this and that. I was like, I dude, like dude, dude, Rob Cohen.
1: I like Triple X. Too. I like
0: Triple X. I like Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, me too. I like the I Am the Last Dragon. Actually, I like that movie he did with Dennis Quaid and the Dragon. Like, dragon uh, Dragonheart. Heart, Dragonheart. Like, like yeah. Rob Cohen, man. Like, you, very... I, I wouldn't let anybody in film school make fun of rob cohen they all wanted to go off yeah. and be pt anderson and they all wanted to go off and do like wes anderson i was like you know what if i have a career like rob cohen i'm more I'm, excited Mommy about 3, it fast up.
1: five than like sucker punch right
0: right and yeah. i like and we like Zack snyder yeah, but like I'm fast snyder, five but you, sucker kno- punch. But you watch Fuck. sucker punch you don't quite know what you're gonna get fast five you know exactly what you're gonna get exactly
1: because
0: exactly. Sucker five.
1: punch is a bunch of Chicks that weigh 110 pounds kicking the shit out Ta-da-da! of robots. It's I anime. Mean, it's like anime. It like might
2: be Inception for people who are too dumb to understand Inception.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> isn't it about a girl who's like it's in prison a, and she goes she
1: into, goes her into her mind, a dream world? Dream world and she's got to figure it out. Yeah, and she starts fighting like. It empowers the hurt samurais.
0: Like for going through World War 2 against zombies. Kind of done and with the girls'
1: kick ass kind of deal. It,
2: it's, it's like um, Zack Snyder went on Deviant Art one day. And just every that picture became a scenario.
1: You, know? <laughs> you seen that website
0: where like people do their own like art jams and like their own thing? You're right. That's very funny. Wow, that that's pretty accurate. Um, but you know what? I've, have I ever said a bad word about Zack Snyder on this show? No, never. And I'm looking forward to his Superman uh you guys know i don't like 300 but i like 300 because i don't like 300 because of pacing issues not because of directing or anything but like speaking that speaking of super so let's i didn't
1: th- like watchmen because of pacing issues
0: really I, watchmen i'm okay with watchmen, watchmen okay. I well, but i can understand slow. total pacing issues yeah. yeah yeah i like 300
2: did you read the did you read the graphic novel yes you, into,
0: you get into comics a lot
1: yeah i grew up on comics but um Who i like <laughs> On comics. <laughs> Escapism. Would you read That's the big deal. I was a big Marvel guy growing uh-huh. up. You know, I read some DC. Like, I was into The Flash. I was into Superman, Batman, Batgirl. But I was more Marvel than DC. Mm-hmm. You know, Marvel was my staple. That was my every week. What would you read? Um, I was a big X-Men, all the X-Men titles. Mm-hmm. Uncanny, uh, X-Factor. Because you
0: had Claremont and burn back then. Yeah. And, like, that was the X-Men at its height. That was it you I'm know like
2: that, that was the x-men we play right.
0: in, in x-men, X-Men arcade. arcade do you remember that x-men arcade game yes exactly. do you, are you on xbox no, xbox
1: live i don't i'm not but i have a Dude, playstation 3
0: playstation 3 it's on playstation 3 too just this week they released the old x-men arcade oh yeah on playstation online and the xbox i played through it last night with some people my yeah. buddy brad bullock who's a listener in uh, louisiana we played he chose he, he calls nightcrawler i call colossus We go out, last night, I go to this party for Christmas, and uh, I bring my wife with me, we're talking about X-Men Arcade, and she goes, is that what you were playing earlier tonight? Because that was the most annoying sound. And what sound was it, Geek Us. Remember the sound Colossus would make?
1: Yeah, yeah. That game was awesome. Yeah. And so X-Men was our shit, you know? Yeah, I was big into X-Men. I grew up wanting to be Mm Spider-Man, so I've read a lot of Spider-Man, you know, back in the McFarlane Spider-Man days. McFarlane Mm -hmm. was my favorite when I was growing up spider-man artist and spawn and the one need, did you get into spawn it, <coughs>
2: issue 200 uh this month that's insane nice. They two, it, it's that book that just keeps going people stop paying attention to and it hits 200 issues but when spawn
0: mm-hmm. first came out i remember i worked at a comic store when spawn was starting up and man when that that issue and everybody knows it when he kills that child molester with like the, the yeah. popsicle sticks yeah yeah in the back of his thing it's like well, that's all clap for the medium of comics because that was awesome yeah you were into Spider-Man You were into X-Men What else? Daredevil what else?
1: A big Daredevil fan you All know,
0: that Frank Miller stuff In the mid 80s yeah. Like when he did that run With uh, Chris Claremont When Wolverine yeah. was in Japan Wolverine, And that's the yeah, shit They're going to do Is the it. movie Yeah that that I mean that's probably
1: Going to be the movie That, they, that, hope that they're they going to so, make With
0: Darren Aronofsky Yeah I um,
1: hope so Because Wolverine was Not good X-Men We don't even Origins. call it
0: Wolverine here We call it we call it all sorts of stuff we call it Jimmy Logan the story of a man named Lo- no, Wolverine the best story is what he does it would have
1: been a great <laughs> movie if Wolverine made out with Sabertooth, because it was a very <laughs> homoerotic like you know every scene is victor is hugh no. jackman's like don't yeah. don't kill them right exactly like hugh jackman's flexing in every scene and yeah. you know like if, if they were actually lovers i think it would have made a better film
0: you're an actor and a, and a filmmaker and all this stuff what do you want to do with a comic book property let's get geeky like what would be your comic book property man? power man you want to do the Luke Cage. And not Luke, Luke Cage, Cage like like Brian Michael Bendis is doing now. No. And not Tiara like like Luke Cage, but maybe like.
2: What Heroes for Hire? Maybe Heroes for Hire Luke Cage. Like, for for hire. Hire, Luke
1: Cage. Um, I, I know my friend Tracy wants to do um, Heroes for Hire. Tracy Toms, who's actually um, I'm working with doing the sci fi show that I'm uh-huh. doing. What's that? What's that? Let's t- tell these nerds to see it. Oh, I, I love have you our... nerds.
0: But I call you nerds. We're all nerds. We're geeks. We're all ge- geeks, geeks. get it
1: right. Tell the geeks to see it. Um, what is I... this? I'm actually writing and directing, and starring in a sci-fi television series called *The Nebula*, which is um, me, Tracy Toms, Wayne Brady, and LeVar Burton. Well, and you got LeVar Burton, yeah. Right? You got we know he's a sci-fi, royalty, a sci-fi, but, but, sci-fi but Wayne royalty. Brady. Wayne Brady, who is
0: awesome and he you know he's awesome because of the Chappelle show segment he's like, awesome you know I he's, mean, awesome. he's he's yeah. the best
1: and you know wayne brady gets a lot of shit but i don't because know he had that why show and he sings and this and that people like oh amazing. he's not a man's did you man you get to
2: see him uh, when he did rent at the hollywood of Bowl? course dude he was so good as college
1: he's he's great at uh, everything yeah that's what, that, that,
0: that's what i think that's what that's what you he's great at credit. everything and just everybody he doesn't always out. want what you want well it's just because he doesn't always do what you're just into just because we got
2: sick of hoedown does not mean wayne brady is not a genius
1: wayne brady is Amazing, and he's getting this like you know, he gets a bad rap for being kind of likable, but he can fight too. What's this Nebula? What is the Nebula? nebula. The Nebula, all right. The Nebula is a show, it it came out. I executive produced um, a television show for the Hear Network. Uh, We got
2: seven
1: minutes, okay. uh, For the Hear Network, and one of my directors, who um, one of the writing directors who wrote on the show that I executive produced. I had written this thing called The Nebula, which was a sci-fi idea about an all-black science fiction show. It was a show about an all-black science fiction show. So it was a
0: show about a show? Yes. And it, it is a little bit like Galaxy Quest? It's very Galaxy yeah. Quest.
1: Okay. okay. So I gave it to him and he was like, well, you got to do this thing because it was, you know, it was a comedy and it was about these <laughs> right. guys who... They created an all-black science fiction web show because television wouldn't put all-black right. people on a science Even fiction show. Even though we had
0: show. Brothers from Another Planet or whatever it was on VPN right. back in the day. Right, exactly. <laughs> which was insulting. So yeah. they <laughs> were just like,
1: so they or uh, that was uh, Homeboys and Outer Space. Homeboys and Outer Space. So they were like, well, television will never do it, so we'll go on the web. So it's a show about this guy named James T. Kurt who <laughs> creates a sci-fi show that lives on the web. And the show is about the nebula, which is the, the entity that they're trapped in in space uh-huh. and making the nebula. Okay. Um, so I wrote this show and I shot it. Seth Green came on and did a, and a guest spot on it. He plays um, uh, the emperor of this, what we call the Cream Empire.
0: Like a cream, like
1: yeah. you're white? Yeah, like, he's, he's all, and it's Cream, like right. almost like Korean, but it's Cream. Right. But the crux is he's the only guy in the empire and he's constantly threatening people that, oh, my empire is so, my empire will it's keep the him, shit though. out of your empire. That's he's the like, only guy. But it's the only him. Emperor. Yeah. Um, so I wrote this and I, and I showed it to Wayne and Lavar, and they were like, well, you got to do this as a television show. So we changed it a little bit. It's still a show about a show, but it's more Tropic Thunder Galaxy Quest where these people think that they're on a reality <laughs> show yeah. trapped in a spaceship. But in actuality, they get launched out into space accidentally and have to make first contact with a bunch of different alien races. We got to see. Uh, what, what, awesome. when, 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 when can they see it? We are shopping it right now. Okay. So it's not on a network yet, right. but um, LeVar, Wayne, Tracy, and myself, we're just. going to land. We're trying to make it land. You know, we pitched it to Sci Fi Network. Um, like, have you shot it? It's too funny for us. No, they haven't said anything <laughs> they yet. They got like it. It's going to come back. We're going to go back to them next year, or they're going to come back to us right, next once year. Once they get their financing yeah, and set up, and yeah. We're continuing to shop it, but. Um, Everybody out there in geek world seems to like the idea. It sounds and, hilarious, man. Um, you know, between Wayne Lavar and Tracy, that's two million people and waiting for them. And me, I got drag like a drag, thousand Twitter followers. Drag, drag, drag? But um, <laughs> if you jump onto my Twitter, I'll be leaking right. little bits of information and What's scenes your Twitter? of it. It's Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, on Twitter. That's pretty easy. Um, and uh, I'll be leaking scenes about it and. Um, we're gonna get a bunch of people to come play. Like Seth Green is gonna come back and play. We got.
0: We, we got, like Seth. We should try and get Seth on the show too. Through I mean, Lavar, this.
1: Through Lavar and through Wayne and Tracy, they know enough people. So and totally. they talk about it all the time. And Lavar's got like a million. Mm-hmm. I looked at mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Six Are you million.
0: kidding yeah. me? And mm-hmm. it's good because he does a lot of
1: humanitarian stuff too. You know he's an I mean? awesome guy, and you know he's really. He loves the LaForge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he loves being LaForge. Some people he like like you like,
0: talk to Will Wheaton, and he's like, I don't want to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, and Will you know, Wheaton's a cool guy. Like... We like what Will Wheaton. Yeah. He's way into tech. He's a he's right. a big comic guy, role playing guy. But he doesn't like the he doesn't accept the Star Trek. Me, I want to talk to him about like small soldiers yeah. Yeah. or whatever the it toy is, soldiers. toy soldiers. When he
1: runs toy out of there, soldiers. and he gets blown away. Remember that? Yeah. But yeah. or Stand by Me. Yeah. But, but um, he doesn't want to talk about that. No, so but Levar, so you embrace it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I grew up with this. Lavar loves it. And. LeVar plays my holographic dad on the show, (laughs) like like Superman and like his father, like more like more like if you watch Voyager, how there was the hologram doctor,
2: the the emergency medical, yeah, emergency medical hologram. But it's but it's like pregnant too. It's like son. He's like my hologram, and he
1: he always gives me advice that makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) That's that's his crux on the show. I can't wait to see this. shit. Wayne 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 plays the ambiguously gay security officer.
0: I love that you guys are just having fun with it too. Yeah, it's
1: it's a it's a chance to be silly in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, but you like, don't get a lot. of. You don't it. get yeah. you know a lot of it's been done a bunch of times, but never by American people. Like um, Nick Frost did it with Hyperdrive yeah. on mm-hmm. BBC.
2: It's on uh, Netflix streaming
1: right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: and you never get a chance to do it as as African Americans, right? You know, no, that's like yeah. you're working within a. Uh, uh, you know, it's like when Kevin Smith said about in Chasing Amy, he's like, I'm a. I'm a minority within a minority within a minority. Yeah. It's like, we're funny, we're sci-fi, and we're black. It's like, okay, well, each of those right. is a shaving off an audience.
1: Right, and it can't but, help but get everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's so crazy that it's going to work. And, um, you know, people just really, every time I talk about it, it just gets so exciting. He's pumped. And we get a lot of, we have uh, the guy that I'm writing with, Mike Fazzolo, just won the Emmy for Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to bring that same sensibility that's on, I do a lot of work with Seth Green and Robot Chicken. And we're bringing that same kind of silliness, that same kind of of, of craziness, the ability to not take ourselves so seriously yeah. and not take sci-fi so seriously and make it just outlandishly funny. Yeah, that's and the crazy thing about, about, TV.
0: about geeks is because like... We 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 grew up and we take we're the people who took this stuff seriously and now we got to a point where now we we take stuff so seriously that like with the Star Wars thing we took it so seriously that we can't let go of it yeah and I think that's the the accurate approach to these things and we know that they were the warm blankets growing up and I know you know growing up we were lonely and we were we are we are loner dot we are loners dotty we were rebels and these are the things we embraced but we yeah. always have to
1: remember to but smile the, the thing is like. I, we have a lot of these ideas, and mm-hmm. because um, I was a part of Star Wars Universe and grew up a geek, being a geek in the South Bronx is not easy, Right? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and one um, minute, okay. What, what I need and what, uh, what these projects need are people who love the genre, who love um, what we do, to go out there and tell everybody who gives us funding for these things mm-hmm. that these things are viable mm-hmm. like you want to see these things me as a black man pitching a black show all they see is a black show they right. don't see that it's a, a sci-fi comedy that we geeks of any color would embrace. exactly right. and that you have it, it the more people that log to my Twitter and get it get the idea out there that they want to see this the better Just
3: The more people less that, uh,
1: right and then and and ironically, I get more positive feedback from Jar Jar and from whenever I talk about the Nebula than anything.
0: Well, guys, that's GeekScape. GeekScape.net is where you can find us. It's where we hang our hats. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Search for GeekScape. Also look at those URLs slash GeekScape.net spelled out. You're also going to want to get Ahmed Best on Twitter. Yep. Ahmed, thanks for being on the site. Thanks for having uh, and t- me. Thanks for being on the show, dude. Thanks You've been a great guest.
2: Me. Anytime you want to come by when Nebula does get picked up, we, we, we want, want the Nebula,
0: you. man. I'll be back.
3: I'll
2: we, be back. Thanks a bunch. Peace. Hi, Felicia. Welcome back to Geekscape. Hello. Uh, how have you been? I've been
1: good. I've been busy. We are on
2: episode, we taped 191 this week and you were on episode 80. I know. that was a hundred and ten episodes ago. We should fix that at some point. See, I had to. I, I ask after I start oh, the yeah, camera. Yeah, exactly. I do the oh, shadiest, camera. shadiest yeah. things. So shady. Uh so how are things going with the guild? I mean,
5: great. You know, we just yeah. uh, finished yeah. up season four, yeah. and cross fingers yeah. we get us. fifth yeah. yeah. season. Sure. So we'll see. Uh, Microsoft and Sprint have been really good to uh, us for three seasons now, so we're mm-hmm. crossing through. No. Um, uh, so and wait, yeah, so 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 that's. I'm in the middle of writing my comics, so guild. I never, never stop with the guild. So anyway. Yeah, that's
2: great. So. That's that's Josh has the Avengers coming out, but uh, we haven't talked since Dollhouse. Since oh, you did Epitaph One yeah, and Two, it, yeah. um, we got to compliment you on that. I mean, a lot of it, it's oh, uh, especially oh, with Epitaph One. With Epitaph uh, Two, season two would actually kind of people won some more people over. Yeah. but With Epitaph One, everybody was like, "Wow, this is a really great episode yeah. of a show that a lot of people didn't quite get yet." Yeah. So yeah. I know a couple of people. <laughs> wow, it, I have no idea. I. But uh, yeah, it's Trisha Helfer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah it's Trisha Helfer. She's really tall. I she mean, is tall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just noticed. Yeah. Y- are you're kind of going for a bit of a poison ivy look tonight? What?
4: But yeah, you're right. That's what the third person who said that. Oh
2: jeez, I thought I was being original. Yeah. Let's repeal that joke. I'm sorry. Well, I was right.
3: It's, it's, I guess it's accurate. My skin isn't green, but, but yeah. Oh yeah. I could use this next year for Halloween. You could.
2: You could. <laughs> also i noticed now let's set the record straight for fanboys are you wearing an irish one of those irish love rings that's heart going in so you have a
3: boyfriend (laughs) 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 so
2: um how are things with the i mean what have you got planned coming into next year i know you got the the new web series and then you're writing the comic books uh, where where can we find you now? Uh, you just wrapped that's the the, the season four the t- yeah? so and that's, I of
5: the of That'll be out next That's year. great.
2: We look forward to seeing know. that. Thank you. So I thanks for you. stopping by Geekscape. Yeah, you. Hey Geekscapers, we're here with Jennifer Hale from Mass Effect. Hey I know many of you played the female uh Commander Shepherd. You were smart, you did. Yeah. Um, so you've been nominated for uh, voice acting female. Yes. Uh, so yes. I, do you appreciate that people like uh, are noticing the work you you put into a game, especially when it's they could choose not to play your character?
4: Yeah, i I really appreciate that you are noticing, both because, as you point out, you know they could choose to be male or female, and I love that they choose to be female, because wouldn't you rather look at a chick for hours on it than a guy? Like, and also because I feel
2: like I'm being baited into saying I want to look at you for hours, but that's not. <laughs>
5: <laughs> my mind? <laughs> um, because it. Uh, also though, because so, kind of a lot of us actors who spend most uh, of our time in uh, voice are uh, kind of invisible, so and, it's like, like, invisible. Uh, and it's phenomenal uh, to be able to step like out, like out, like out, like out, like out and be visible in I see. I see. And
2: you also did Naomi Hunter, right? Uh-huh. Now, what's it like to be, uh, be fridged in a video game? Are you familiar with the fridging? The uh, fridging is um, when a female character is killed simply to move along the plot for a male character. Uh, uh, it came from a Green Lantern comic.
4: That, that's been our plight as women for a long time, but it's coming Someone's to a good end.
2: An I, I can imagine so. Um, so, have you, there's a trend on the internet that I don't know if you're aware of on YouTube of these love tributes of video game characters. Have you seen any of these?
3: And do you know who's here? Lightning love from... What's that? Love to No, I haven't seen that in big Because
2: basically what they've gone through and done is cut together all these scenes of like Commander Shepard falling in love with Garrus. That's
4: what I want to point out. This is Allie Hillis and she plays Liara into Sony. I hear it's uh, uh, one of my love interests in the game. <laughs> I know, we got to make out. You,
2: you should come back over in a second. <laughs>
4: I'm we shot Quick merge. Oh my god, all the games are mergeing up. Sorry, I had my. Uh,
2: you're they, making it so awkward for some people. They're like, Oh no, what happened? I, I lost my place. Anyway, <laughs> but they, they're the, they're all cut together, and they're just the scenes of the characters falling in love, set to really cheesy music. Oh my god, that's so
4: funny. I haven't seen that. What I have seen is a
5: couple of things that people cut together called the biggest
3: bitch in
2: the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I to I love that. Oh dude, it, it's such a fun character, and you can play it so many different ways. And I can't imagine they. When you went into the studio to record it, did you? they go in and say, okay, today we're, we're, we're gonna record all the stuff where you're responding angrily? No, did they?
4: We, we go scene by scene and situation by situation. Oh. And within that situation, I surf the different moments.
2: So you have to go from angry to, here, give the Commander to angry response, immediately to the, give the Commander Shepard's nice response. That, you do, that's gotta be kind of emotionally exhausting, a little My bit. Job. Well, you're good at it. Nice. I guess
4: that's why I'm here. <laughs>
2: Well, congratulations on the nomination. If anybody is deserving this year, the amount of work you put into that game. Um, I, you know, recording some lines of dialogue, it's one thing, recording like that much. Tony Hawk right behind you and, and that's, it's getting whooped from the crowd. I don't know, I'm gonna have to turn around and explain it to them in a second, <laughs>
4: but, but so thank you. I'm Gerard Marino, I'm the, the composer for the God of War franchise and I, God of War 3 has been nominated for, uh, among several other categories, Best Original Score.
2: And uh, you also uh, conducted the God of War segment at uh, Video Games Live, right?
4: The most recent one at the uh, Nokia Theater, also in uh, San Diego for Comic Con, and in Brazil, in Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. Wow,
2: that's got to be amazing. Now, you, a lot of
4: people, Thank you, really, Tommy <laughs> a lot of people
2: love the God of War score. I, I know I personally enjoy it, and I don't really, I'm not a big into the game, but I love the score because you, a lot of blending of violence and, and some, some nice romance kind of blended in. Uh, What was it like when getting each individual game? Did you approach it differently or did you start with the score from the first one and kind of work off of that for the other? Well, of
4: course we, uh, well, the first one was the hardest. Once we got that together, yeah, we kind of started there. But each director had uh, some different ideas as to what to maybe try. And so we kind of Mm -hmm. used that as the direction, if you will as to where to start heading and pushing and, and trying out new things. So, I, so you know, I mean, we got a little more flowery and uh, complex with uh, God of War II, and we kind of went back a little bit more to the basics with One Force Trauma God of War III.
2: And that kind of, uh, not to, to, to try to say what you were trying to do, but as Kratos kind of delved into what was going on in God of War II, you find out more about what his deal is, I mean, that's a lot of complexity in the score, and then, I mean, War III was much more, he kind of, you know who he is, you know what he's doing, and is that really what you were trying to do
4: with that? Well, I think that's what Stig was trying to do, uh, the director, and he had us do it. And we, we did it. it. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations on your nomination. We, we, you. we hope you win. All right, thank you. Hi, hi I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. That was my way of saying, get, say hi to the camera.
4: <laughs> I didn't get the it It's slower than usual. Yeah.
2: I know your name. They don't. Okay, so Allie, you were lightning in Final Fantasy Thirteen. Certainly was. Yes, you were. You were all over that. Wow, that's not temporary, is it? Is that is that real? We're
3: not okay, <laughs>
2: not gonna reveal. I like it. Coy. So, uh, you play. Was she the first uh, main character that was female? It I, not. I think we did Seven? Seven was Cloud. Or, uh, not Cloud. Uh, it was I feel like there was is another cloud. main. Yeah, Seven
4: yeah was there, that's a question for everybody. Wow.
5: We're was we're, there
4: another main female? Was there, but main, was there a main female, main female that took... Okay. Was there a female that
5: ever actually was a male female lead? There were but three.
4: But did she ever? Because the key with Lightning is nobody ever saves her, right?
5: Did yeah. you ever
2: have
4: a game where there was a female lead? A You're
2: protagonist. Let's use the word protagonist, and I think that's more yeah. it. Yeah. I think we're on top of things there. Yeah. So so, I'm really excited. And you. and you also did the voice work uh, for Tiara Lasoni. Yeah. so I, to Sony, I, yes. I screwed it up.
4: Yeah, did you interview Jennifer Hammond? Yes. She's nominated. Yes. I got to make out with her in the game.
2: Yes, you did. did.
4: In real life, I'd probably make out <laughs> with her She's pretty hot. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. Every Sorry,
4: right, we're all embarrassed now. We're all flush. We're all flush. We're all flush. Oh, you're showing off a ring there. Oh, yeah. Did you get engaged? That I'm actually... <laughs> I'm married. Oh.
2: I'm married. Hi. <laughs> 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 right. Denise Richards. Hi. It's Loved you when you played the nuclear physicist. <laughs> Come on! The most the most unbelievable she nuclear physicist. Be- so okay, uh, where are we? Oh, uh, you were telling us more about Mass Effect and, and what you had coming down the line. What, what are you working oh, on now? That's
4: a really there's good there's way to Tony trick Hawk. me into telling me what games Really?
2: No, not at all?
4: I'd love
2: to. You're not at all maybe in Arkham or something? No,
4: my, lips my lips are sealed. I let Tony Hawk
2: walk by me for you. you he's oh,
4: really? Yeah, he's on your, he's on your right.
2: Right on, there. Right, right, hold on, hold on, hold on. So tell us all about yourself.
3: Well, I've been hosting the power blocks here on Spike
5: TV for the last <laughs> almost six years. Uh, power
4: Blocks. Geekscape.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're this just made Facebook. You just made Facebook. <laughs> oh. oh we will. I will, totally. It'll be good time. Actually,
5: yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by, and we appreciate it. Hey,
2: Tony, how's it going?
5: Uh, it's awesome. It's crazy. Look at this. I mean, this show gets bigger every year.
2: You've been coming to the VGA since coming to the VGA's were cool. Since? Before. Just, I left out the main just, word.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think it's too I'm cool. Not, yeah, I'm not yeah. just a fair-weather friend. I've been here since since day one
2: So, um, a, you, a whole generation has come by that... Before it was skateboarders I- inspiring video games, now it's video games inspiring skateboarders. Uh, uh,
5: I think so. Yeah, I mean, we've come quite a quite a long way, and skating has actually become a genre of video games, and it's it's definitely gotten some people to to start because they get inspired by it.
2: Now you and Sean White are friends, and uh, you just became rivals this year with his new game. What did you think of it?
5: Uh, I I haven't played that much, but I think it's cool that we have that we, we have such a big industry that we can have more than one video game about skateboarding, you know, but but my game is really a totally different approach. Oh, yeah. Your emotions, so I don't feel like we're competing necessarily in the same category, um, now, but, but he is an awesome skipper, he deserves a game.
2: There was a little bit of criticism when the first game came out with the controls, and you guys refined them a little bit. Do you, do you find people responding with a uh, Shred?
5: Yeah, the reviews are, are much better this time around, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm really, I, I feel like this is the game that we wanted to make the first time, and now we, we've really figured out how to utilize that technology and the software integration. So do you think uh, the
2: next one down the line, uh, when we can see that now it's time to use You've got it figured out. Now it's time to up the game and bring some really Blow some blow some minds.
5: And, in addition to add some of the motion sensor technology that's out there now. And now,
2: have you played around with the Kinect at all? Do you do you have any? I, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got Of course. Um, so uh, well, thanks okay. so much for your time. Okay. Uh, we appreciate it and good. Uh, you know, have fun tonight. All
3: right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>